It's a terrible football show. All right. I want whatever you guys are smoking right now. Come on, Shane. You. Oh, Oh, baby. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, I swear to God. Welcome to a terrible football show. That's my quarterback and my teammate, man. <laughs> Ruins my fucking holiday every damn year. Alex. What up? You can thoroughly kiss my ass. Why not let us decide the top four? Yeah, let a terrible football show. Let a terrible football Decide the top four. Show. Fuck you, Shake. <laughs> Roll Todd. Have a good one, guys. Oh, Have a good fuck one. Oh, yeah, he's got to go. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Uh, you know, I like that Baker Mayfield and myself, man. He was baking up there in the Browns, and it just turned into a big old shit pile. So- <laughs> Get that right. I will fly you out and take you to a game in Dallas of your fucking choice. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's successful at just giving his terrible opinions, so why can't I? It's a terrible football show, after all. Welcome to Terror Football Show, episode Reggie Wayne. You know I gotta go to him, all about the U baby, but also special shout out to Machine Muhammad. I also loved him. Carolina great, brief Chicago receiver who said Chicago's place where receivers go to die, which is actually fairly accurate. Uh, so this week it's just gonna be me and Ricky, and he is in studio. Ricky, how you doing? I am terrific. I've been waiting for this. Oh boy. All week. <laughs> All week, baby. All two days. <laughs> All two days. <laughs> yeah, no, there is, a, there is a lot to dive into this week, man, with college football playoff being set and everything. Uh, dude, a lot to talk about. It's a big conversation. My goodness. Is it, it is ever. a massive, is massive conversation. Yeah. So today, college football playoff, that's going to honestly probably be the bulk of our show. Uh, Heisman candidates announced. I wanted to chat about that a little bit and how much it just feels like a meaningless. Oh, my God. Shane, thank you so much. I didn't unmute. Did not unmute. Did uh, not unmute. So that's to a terrible that, that's the second that's second time <laughs> I've done that. But I've got a recording over here, so the actual recording will be fine for the audio listeners. But for the video listeners, welcome to the Terrible Football Show, episode Reggie Wayne or Machine Muhammad, depending on your preference. Hope you're having a great day. Shout out to Steve and Shane, dude. I would not have caught that. For- I'll be there. That's like the second or third time I've done that where I forget to unmute the roadcaster on OBS. My bad is what it is. But Ricky's here. Again, let's do another little thing about right now. It's like, Ricky, how you doing? How you feeling? Feeling great. I'm, fe- I'm feeling great. I'm looking forward to this day. This is, I, I think between this and the, the, this, the NFL playoffs, obviously this last year was my first draft with you guys. I, I look forward to days like this because – for the first time, you know, well, there's always controversy in sports. Right. But never have I ever seen an undefeated team being left out of a 14 playoff. Well, that's never happened. It, never. Yep. And so it's it's like you you come into this situation and it's just it's beautiful. It's what makes sports amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's uh it's never happened before um and you know, next year will never happen again since we're going to 12 team. But man, it should, this this year was the greatest example of how we need that a larger team playoff, which mm-hmm. we, which we're getting next year. Uh, so there is there is a lot to talk about in terms of that. Like uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, the Heisman candidates and just how I feel like the Heisman is just an empty award at this point, uh, at least in my opinion. With who is probably going to win, I know he had a great year, but we'll dive into that here in a bit. 
Uh, NFC, AFC leaders, we'll kind of chat about that because uh, both the leaders lost this weekend, uh, being the Chiefs and uh, the Eagles. The Eagles are still slated for number one, but Dolphins are now up to number one for the AFC. So we're going to kind of take a look at that and how we're feeling on teams at this point, this late in the year. Who do we think is going to be that number one team? Because it's kind of tough. I don't feel like we have a truly dominant team across the entire NFL right now. We have really good teams, and that's it. So it's going to be some interesting conversations here today. Uh, before we have those interesting conversations, first and foremost, if you could use the referral link down below, head over to Rogue Energy and pick up some energy drinks. We would appreciate that. Or hydration flavors, either or. Promo code Spark if you get 10% off. As well as go over to Agent Inc. and pick up a jersey because we have six jerseys with a trash can on it, and you can't get better than that. Uh, all right, let me go to me and Ricky. Boom, here we go. Uh, so, yes, it's going to be a very interesting conversation today. Oh, and join the Discord, of course. Join the Discord. Uh, you can come chat with us. Have a great time. So, yeah, uh, college football playoffs are officially set uh, with our top four being Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. Buck Florida State with that 13-0 Power 5 conference winner out. Georgia, out. Ohio State, that one's kind of a given with how things have kind of played out. Oregon with them losing, that's kind of a given with how things have played out. But, man... Just like, like Ricky said, it's never happened before where an undefeated co- Power Five conference winner didn't make the playoffs. Like, this is the first time, right? You know, with Florida State not making it. Uh, so now the big question, did the committee get it right or did they, did they completely mess this thing up? Because it's a big question of best teams or most deserving teams. That's the big question. And, you know, I understand, I fully get it, that if Florida State would have made it to the playoffs, they probably would have got wrecked because, you know, they don't have their quarterback. I mean, could the impossible happen twice and they go on a run like Ohio State did with their third-string quarterback? Sure, 100% could happen. You know, the great defense, you know what I mean? You know, through all the adversity, they still went undefeated. You know, there's something to pay attention there. But, you know, I understand the concern of where it's like, you know, you know when the committee looks at stuff, they, they factor in all things, including mm-hmm. if their best player is not going to be there or not. And then there's also the question of Georgia, you know, if it's falling as low as they did. I understand Alabama was eighth and as the number one team, you can't lose when you lost. I get it. I totally get it. But, you know, it's the question of best and deserving. Like, you know, are the four best in the college football playoffs? And, you know, who – like. Just what's your thoughts? What what what's your immediate thoughts on this? So, like, did they get it right? So so listen, I, I listen. I understand the whole undefeated aspect more than you know just about anybody else. And I'm gonna actually say something to surprise people, including Jacob. Which I know, Jacob. I, Jacob, I miss you, man. I I, w- I wish you wish you the best. Hope hope to see you again soon. Um, but there's something he said that I totally disagreed with. Didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it up. But this playoff committee has been very, very consistent over the years. Very consistent to the point that it did not surprise me when they left Florida State out of this. If you recall, a few years back, Florida was a defending champion with a quarterback named Jameis Winston, who was actually, in my opinion, a very, very good, if not an elite tight quarterback in college football. They seeded them as a three-seed under two one-loss teams. So it did not surprise me when I saw that they got left out. Now, all credit to Shane. Because Shane did predict this first. I was about to come on Discord and predict the exact same thing, but Shane beat me to it. Good for Shane. So I want people to know that this is not just coming from someone who made the correct prediction. This is coming from someone 
and this is going to be the very last time I get to do this because there's going to be more than four teams after this. Yep. I've correctly predicted one through four postseason, not preseason. Postseason, when it all said and done, yep. I've correctly predicted one through four every single year. And I will tell you first and forehand, the committee did get this right. Whether it was most deserving, whether it's best teams, whether it's over the years, whether it's anything that you've ever seen in college football, this committee got it 100% correct. Screw you, Ron DeSantis, and all you people down there in Florida. You're not in the SEC, okay? Let, let, let's get that out of the way. And that's no knock to the ACC, but it's been very, very weak. So now, I'm going to unravel this thing. This whole thing right here, and Alex, you can pitch in whenever you like to, whether you agree with me, disagree agree with me, or whatever. So, Florida State. What would you say was Florida State's biggest win the entire season? Week one, LSU. Week one, LSU was their biggest win of the entire season. And I will go into history two seasons ago. Cincinnati, 13-0. Who was their biggest win in 2021. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'll be honest with you. Notre Dame was their biggest win. Notre Dame was ranked number five, fifth. They were ranked the fifth in the nation by the playoff committee. That's how Cincinnati got in. It's not always necessarily about what you do with your schedule, but it's who you beat and what do those teams do in the long run. So LSU did absolutely no favors to Florida State by not only losing to Florida, but they didn't do anything afterwards. LSU's other two losses, Alabama, for uh, Alabama, and I believe Ole Miss was the other one, wasn't it? Off the top of my head. You said Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is correct. Yep. I was correct. All right, so you have those. Both two. away games, too. Exactly, and bo- both, were, both were away games. If LSU would have won the SEC West, I think Florida State gets in. Or if LSU would have beaten Georgia, or if LSU would have beaten Georgia or gone on and beaten Georgia, I think Florida State has a chance of getting in. That's scenario number one. Who you played and what your people actually did. It's the same reason I thought Ohio State, because I thought they were ranked too high whenever they got whenever they got beat. But you look at Ohio State situation, what was Ohio State's biggest win this year? Notre Dame. At Notre Dame. Big time win at Notre Dame. Yep. But what did Notre Dame do afterwards? They lost two more games. Yeah, no, games they really shouldn't have. Games lost. they should not have even come close to losing. Yep. And that's that that is just the that's just the reality that we live in. So here's another scenario. Strength of schedule. Can anybody can you tell me what Florida State's strength of schedule was? Fifty five, I think. Fifty five. Texas was at the twelfth or thirteenth. Alabama yeah. was fifth. And yes, yep. and I understand. I understand it's SEC by whatever you want to consider it. But when you look at the entire top four and you put it all together, Alabama has more quality wins. And the only loss that they had was the team that was ranked above them, which was Texas. Now, a lot of you will be like, well, Texas did lose to Oklahoma, and Oklahoma did lose two games after that. I I understand that, and I'll give that to you. But when it comes to a rivalry game, you automatically X that out because it's a rivalry game. Anything happens in a rivalry game. And I understand that Florida State, that hey, wins matter. They all matter, but so do the quality of your opponents. And it's just unfortunate that the quality opponents that Florida State had this year, what did not match up to the criteria 
that they had that they had done. And now a lot of you are like, well, you know, we shouldn't be going by metrics. We shouldn't be doing this. Let me tell, give you a little scenario on someone who deals with metrics every damn day. My company uses metrics for our performance. Walmart, Kroger, anywhere you go grocery shopping, gas stations, um, big time corporations, every single My one company. of them. Every, even your company, every single one of them have certain metrics. Why? To make their business better. Because you have so many of these people who do study after study after study after study. It's what made Kevin Kelly one of the best, if not the greatest high school football coach that the state of Arkansas has ever seen True. because he went by metrics. He went by analytics and that's what made Pulaski Academy when he was coaching at Pulaski Academy. Yes, he did go to Presbyterian for one year, did not have a good year at Presbyterian. He had a good one game, but he had a good one game and that's okay. <laughs> but it proved that the metrics work. And I still, and of course, you know, that Presbyterian thing is a whole new situation. It was a, D two D no, it's the FCS program. It's FCS, they, yeah. they didn't they didn't you know provide scholarship athletic scholarships or anything like that. They were strictly academic. I also I understand that. So when you put that into perspective, metrics do matter because of the simple fact is it's all about who you play. Now Georgia, do you think Georgia would be favored over all four of these teams? Yes, they do. Why did Georgia not get in? A they lost to Alabama in the championship game. Yep, they lost game. when it mattered. They lost when it mattered, which that was a whole BCS situation. But, and I will argue this till the day I die, what was Georgia's strength of schedule? Uh, I, know, I don't know. I don't remember the number off the top of my head. 37th. Yeah. So of the six teams that we have at the top, Georgia had the fifth best schedule of the top six teams at the top. That's why Georgia didn't make it. It wasn't just because Alabama beat them and they lost when it mattered. They did not have any quality wins that could back them up to say, hey, that's a top four team right there. And this this is just the way it is, people. This is the way that it's going to be for years to come. And next year, I don't want to hear any excuses just because your two or three lost team didn't get into the pool because next year it's totally different. It's the high, the highest ranked um, group of five We'll get the 12th seed, and then you have a top 11 seeds. And after this, it's done, people. There's no more excuses on on why your team got snubbed, why your team didn't get in. The metrics matter. I'm telling you, I figured this out to a science years ago when they started this whole thing. And this is just the way it is. The committee got it right. This one is one of the hardest ones that is probably the hardest one that's ever been done because it, okay. It is tough. It is tough. Now, and a lot of people, and listen, I, I, I've talked with several people about this. I, I, I really have me and Brad had a heated debate on whether over the years, if the committee has given the well-deserving or have they given us the you know the, the the best teams? And I've told him I told him the exact scenario the exact scenario that I just told you of all these metrics that they do end up going by, mm-hmm. and so and and so that's one that that's a, that's one thing. Wait, and then, and then there was a wait, new, all right, wait, wait, all right, something big has happened. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Who is it? Uh oh. Shane's here. Ah, Shane, my man. Where have you been? 
it's it's a long story, but I don't want to get about. I don't want to talk about that now. I want to talk football, boys. Here we go. Heck yes. Here we go. You got the floor, my man. <laughs> Shane is here, baby. I miss you, man. <laughs> what up, dude? How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. Good to be, good to be in here. Yeah, dude. Talking uh, co- talking college football playoffs. You know. So, in your opinion, did they get it right? I got to fix your thing. Um, they did. Uh, that's why I put it in there uh, before it was announced. I. Uh, I feel like that was the four best teams. Um, after Jordan Travis went down uh, for Florida State last two weeks before the uh, ACC championship, um, and then in the ACC championship, they they just didn't look like the same team. So clearly, um, that was a big factor of it. Um, but I think the bigger factor of it is um, it was strength of schedule. Like Ricky said earlier, number 55 in the country compared to Texas and Alabama, which were all both in the top 10. Because, um, I mean, and honestly, if you really want to dig deep, other than Ohio State and Penn State, Michigan doesn't really have that strong of a schedule either. Um, but what happened in Michigan is they got lucky earlier in the, in, in the year in polls with... Um, being just highly ranked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you could you could have very well seen a situation where if Michigan was in that three or four spot, um, it could be Michigan that you could see, I think, could have been out possibly. Now, given, I think, the wins over, over Ohio State and over Penn State are much stronger than what Florida State had. But, I mean, still not a very strong schedule. But... Um, <clears throat> But another thing, I mean, for one, they weren't going to leave a an Alabama team that won the national champion, uh, won the SEC championship, and has um, four wins against the top twenty-five and probably the best win all year in beating Georgia. Yeah, yeah, now, but- you can say they. No, you can say they struggled to win against Auburn. Uh, Robbery game. Robbery game. Probably should have. And I, I even said on the show, Shane, that that wouldn't surprise me if it was a close game. Yeah. Yeah, you, but if, I mean, if you recall, again, if you that, recall but, the last time they won the national championship, I think the last time Alabama won the national championship, they went to three or four overtimes with that Auburn team in Auburn. Yeah, but also it, it it'll go back to what you said earlier, Ricky. Like in those rivalry games, you pretty much just have to throw those out, especially yeah. the Iron Bowl. Yeah. So I mean, the the one thing though, Shane, that I that I that I will say is, it went, especially when it comes to Michigan, and the one thing, and I I think Alex would definitely agree with me because I've I've been very consistent with Michigan all year too. One thing with Michigan though is that they have actually proven their dominance throughout the entire. They've actually been, in my opinion, the most yeah, consistent and, team. And, and, throughout the entire year. And I, I understand, especially with college football, you know, no one is technically 100% right now. N- nobody. Oh, there's, there's, sure. not a, there's not a soul on that football team that's 100% except for maybe the water boy, no offense. But, um, but, but like, going back into that, you look, you're going to have close games, but Michigan didn't really have many close games till they started getting to the – you know the meat of their schedule with, with with Penn State and with Ohio State. Of course, Maryland I think had a pretty they had a pretty close game with, but I mean, but but for the most part, you could tell just by the eye test that Michigan uh, was was a good team the entire year. I mean, yeah, I mean it's a situation with the Big Ten that we have every year, right? With Ohio State and, and Michigan, 
yes, they play in a in a in, in a, a weaker conference compared to the Big Twelve or the SEC. Um, and honestly, I think the Pac twelve was probably stronger this year than the Big Ten. But the Rest difference is, but the difference is the Michigan Michigan and Ohio State both, other than playing against each other, they did what they were supposed to do and dominate. Right, mm-hmm. they didn't have a lot of close games. They were winning games by. 10, 14, 21 plus. And when you're in a weaker conference and when you know you're the dominant team, that's what you have to do. Right. And, and I think one thing, Shane, that, that we uh, that none of us have mentioned yet, Louisville losing to Kentucky did Florida and Florida State playing them close did no favors. Yeah. I still think if Florida State would have went in there and dog smacked them, you know, 42 to 6, 50, you know, I think if if it would have been a convincing victory, oh, I think they're oh yeah, in. for sure. I think yeah. I think I think in that case Excuse me, I've been sick for a couple weeks. <clears throat> um, I think yeah, if they would have came in and and blown them out, blown them out by thirty one points, um, and then not also the game before that, uh, I forget um, who they played before that, Florida, so Florida State. If if, if oh, the yeah, Florida so game, if the Florida State Florida game wasn't so close, um, then and they would have dominated Florida, then that would have been also a different story as well. Like, after Jordan Travis went down, if they continued doing what they were doing all year, then, yeah, for sure, I think Alabama would, wouldn't have made it in. It would have been Florida State, um, Texas, Michigan, and Washington. Jordan Travis ended up becoming the most important player in the country, yep. you know, with how Florida State didn't yep. get in. Uh, a couple things I'll shout out real quick before I give my thoughts on it. Uh, you know, Steve threw a couple of these comments in chat, you know, that the SEC in the playoffs equals money. True. It yeah, does. It, it, it is a business, and that, yeah. that was something else that, that was, I was going to touch base. It is a business thing. It yeah, really because is. Because what he said after that is like for a decade, the NCAA has put the most weight by far in strength of record. Uh, they don't want another blowout in the national championship game. It's bad for ratings and money. Which and and, and that, yeah, it, that, that's, that's right. true. That is true. Now, in terms of like just my thoughts on on the four, and uh, based on the circumstances, they got it right. Like, based on the circumstances that we got in front of us, they got it right. Do they have the four best teams in the playoffs? No, they do not. Uh, because the one outlier to me is Texas. They're one of the top six teams in the country. But even though they lost when it mattered, I would argue that Georgia needs to be in there based on best teams alone. But based on circumstances, they got it right. Michigan and Washington have to be in there, okay, based on their their track record, you know, undefeated you know, power five winner. And I know we said the same thing about, you know, Florida state. I'll get there. Texas is in because Alabama won. Cause you can't, yep. you cannot yep. put Texas in. It's like above, I said. over, you know, you can't put you know, Alabama in over Texas cause Texas yep. beat Alabama. But then again, you could say the same argument for like, Hey, Florida state is a power five conference winner and they're undefeated. They, you can't leave them out. It, it's, 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 it's one of, it's exactly one of the two. What I said. It's one of the two. Exactly based, what I said. Based yep. on the circumstances, they got the correct selection. They did. But if yeah. we're, if, if this is a I would situation, agree. I would agree. I we think, were looking I think, at best teams. Georgia should have been in there. Based based on their criteria, they have the best four teams there. Yeah, but on what you're right. To go by. I think the best four teams in the country is Washington, Michigan, Georgia, Alabama. Yes, right. That, that, and that, then that's probably right now, right now, right now, if Alabama, Texas were to go head to head, I would, I would, I would nudge Alabama. Yeah, but but going by the criteria, Texas would have gotten in over Alabama. Yep. Exactly, but I mean, and and really, you have to go back, and and this is my opinion. I don't know how y'all feel about this. Go back to the BYU Oklahoma game. Right? Yeah. 
Yep. If Oklahoma would have squeezed that out and played Oklahoma, I mean, would have played Texas in the Big 12 championship, do you think Texas would have beat Oklahoma for the second time? I mean, do you think Oklahoma would have beat Texas for a second time? Hard to say. It's and even then, and even then, what if Oklahoma State would have made that Big 12 championship game not a blowout? Then, you're, you're, then at that point, you, you are talking about putting Georgia over Texas at that point, I think. Yeah. Poss- possibly, yes. Steve possibly. says, uh, I'm assuming um, Ohio State. Ohio State beats both Texas and Alabama. Disagree. Strongly, strongly disagree. I, I, disagree I, well. I agree but, that they okay, have a good shot oh, to beat Texas. I don't think they could beat Alabama right now. Uh, Alabama's Alabama is scrap. Alabama is scrappy. Ohio State's Look, not. They proved that against Michigan. Al- Alabama, Alabama, and Michigan are built the same so, way. They're running the ball first, and Ohio State couldn't run, couldn't stop the run. I, yep. Um, Listen, when it comes to Al- when to it comes so. to this Alabama team, I, I fully agree, and I, I will forever stand by my words. Coming in this year, I thought this could have been a three-loss Alabama team. Mm-hmm. The thing about Alabama right now is they're playing good at the right time. Like that's what it is. I think I said it on the show like a week or two ago. What you know, my boss's thoughts on like number one seeding in NFL playoffs, where he doesn't give a damn about that anymore. He gives a damn about like when a team is playing hot. You know, because he's a big Cowboys fan, and he was talking about how the Cowboys will get a number one seed and get their shit wrecked round one. Listen, uh, stop embarrassing me. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, that's how it is with Bama. Bama is playing hot at the right time. That, that's 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 Bama's playing hot at the right time. Um, you know, Ohio State. I think they could beat Texas. I think they could give Texas a run for their money. Uh, I think Texas could possibly, beat Ohio State. I possibly. think I think that one's a literal, literal toss up. I, I just like I said. I just think the biggest thing is, and I know Jacob's a big Ohio State fan. Ohio State was not scrappy enough, and they proved that against Michigan. That's why they lost. Yeah. That's why they lost. Yeah. Scrappy teams always, always find a way to beat you. And yeah. once they find your weakness, bam, you're done for. Well, what is what is scrappiness when it comes down to it, right? It's want. Exactly. It's wanting to exactly. win the game more. Yeah. And, and, and of course, and, and think about it. You know, if, if we were – one thing, of course, I don't – I don't, I don't always agree with Paul Feinbaum. As a matter of fact, I think I disagree with him more than I do agree with him. But I think the one thing that we that I, I definitely agree with him, this is probably the best coaching job Nick Saban has done. Yeah. Because I, I, count, I counted Alabama out. I, I said I three or four losses. Yeah, I did too. And, I, and, it's, and it's like he still found a way to get this group to come together, and they found a way to get it done and get it done right. Beginning of the season, I wouldn't have said Alabama was going to beat Georgia at the SEC Championship. I had LSU winning the West. As a matter of fact, I had Michigan, LSU, Florida State, and Texas in my top four. I got two of the top four right. <laughs> now, that uh, that that Reese guy, the office coordinator from Notre Dame that's out of Alabama right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, him and the Alabama's quarterback coach. I don't know who their quarterback coach is or if Reese is taking that job as well. But if so, Reese needs to be looked at. I think now the Brewers Award is going on right now. I uh, don't know already, who's going to win it. They've already won it. It was, a, it was a defensive coordinator from Iowa. Okay. Because um, I think, honestly, Reese should be up for that because the improvement he's done with Jalen Milrow over the course of the season, yeah, is phenomenal. No, a hundred percent. Didn't at one point he got benched? 
Yeah, he, he did. He yeah. got benched for the UCF game. That's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, he got benched. I mean, he, and now he's he's really turned things around. Um, you know, in my of, opinion, he's a Heisman finalist. But uh, this is my hey, opinion. Speaking of Iowa, since it was mentioned, I just want to throw out this out there. Can we just take a moment to celebrate that we don't have to deal with these bullshit Big Ten championship games anymore? I mean, let's <laughs> fucking go, baby. Next year, we don't have to deal with this bullshit anymore of a 26-0 Big Ten championship. God, do you know? Do you know there was odds? Um, there was three odds that I was really wanting to bet if I had the money to do it, but I didn't. There was odds on if, for one, if Iowa was going to score at all during the during that game, (laughs) and then also if they were going to score at all in a half. You know, if I would have seen that, I would have hammered the over. The over under on that was point five. Oh my God! Where? Yeah, I would have hammered that if I was able to. I didn't even not if I was able to. If I saw it, I didn't yeah. bother to look because I mean, like, I'm so glad they're going away from from conf- from divisions in in the Big Ten because like I'm tired of seeing this shit. But you know what's funny though? They go away from divisions at really like a time where it's just like at, you could have actually kept it now because you're getting four good teams that would be part of the West. You know what I mean? Like you, you could have actually kept it now, and it would have been fine. But either way, I think it's still for the best. Uh, but man, yeah, thank God we're uh, done with that. I was actually, <laughs> I was actually talking to my dad about this. I was like, you know, for the last four or five years, there's really only been what two, maybe three teams, right? I know at one point Michigan State was pretty, pretty relevant in the yeah. Big Ten, but not for like the last four or five years. But for the last four or five years, it's only been Michigan. And Ohio State. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting with having Oregon, Washington, and whatever other two teams are joining. I forgot. USC, UCLA. Yeah, USC and UCLA. Um, because it's going to, I, I'm going to, I'm sorry. I don't normally pay attention to the Big 12, but my second favorite team is Oregon, as y'all know. I'm going to be paying attention to the Big 12 next year. Big 10. A lot more than I, yeah, Big 10, sorry. You're good. Than I usually do. Yeah, and I, th- and I think it's also going to be interesting because, you know, I think I think Michigan's losing a slew of their starters for next year. Um, Ohio State's quarterback is in the transfer portal. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting year. Hey, since Shane happens to be here and he happens to mention on the show that Oregon's his second favorite team, hey, Shane, how you feeling about Dylan Gabriel probably going to Oregon? I like it, dude. I like Dylan Gabriel when he's at UCF. Yeah, man. Um, me and you have been Arkansas, high on Dylan Gabriel. <laughs> Arkansas recruited him when he entered the transfer portal last year, and then he ended up going to Oklahoma. Um, Looks like he's going to be the next duck. I like Oklahoma. He's a lefty quarterback. I'm a lefty quarterback. I mean, what's not like the I, – I think he's a great quarterback. I, I, love, think, I love Dylan I think, Gabriel. I think, he's, I think he'll be a great plug-and-play kind of guy. I think he will for um, Oregon. He fits another Oregon guy side. that Oregon's been looking at is uh, Dante Moore and yeah. Riley Leonard. Man, Dante um, Moore transferring. That one was wild, right? He was a true freshman, I think, for UCLA. I could be is. wrong on that, but I thought he was. He is a true freshman. Man. But it looks like Dante Moore um, – I was watching the 24-7 – special yesterday yep. literally for seven hours um <laughs> and it looks like they dante moore is going to be favoring michigan Ooh. um and riley leonard is going to be headed to south bend oh yeah i did see where riley was going to be uh going to uh notre dame i did see that riley being the duke quarterback for anyone who maybe another quarterback that i like but i think is a little overhyped is cameron ward 
Yep. Um, I'm going to be interested to see where he goes. Um, I know I'm he's very a interested talent. to see where Colin McCord goes. I was shocked to see that one happen, that transfer. Bobby's actually reached out, so that's interesting. Yeah, because KJ's um, leaving, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no no news officially on if he's leaving or not, right? But <clears> during uh, but Friday of the Missouri game, he tweeted out, you know, last one, last one, we pick Suey. Yeah, I saw um, that. On his Instagram. Um, and the news broke, you know, last week or whatever, or a couple days ago, that he was going to enter the portal. But then he posted on his Instagram again saying that, hey, I haven't made my decision. So I don't know where this is coming from. Um, and now we're almost 24 hours. We're over 24 hours after the portal's opened, and he hasn't made an announcement yet. Now, is that mean that he's not going to make an announcement? No, he still can make it. He has a month to do so. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, I think he is gone. I yeah. think he'll probably end up at Michigan State with Levy. In my personal opinion, um, but would I? But would I like to keep him? I think so. I think um, getting Petrino in there, getting him, get him coached up. Um, he's gonna teach him proper footwork to get a little more accurate. That's what we've seen some issues with that this mm-hmm. year. Kind of going back to not last year, but the year before last, when he was having some accuracy issues. Um, I think it's a lot with his footwork. Um, trying to get that corrected um, again. But at the end of the day, like other than Lamar Jackson, um, you know, typically Petrino likes these taller, um, you know, strong arm quarterbacks. Um, and don't get me wrong, KJ has a cannon for an arm. But other than like, other, like I said, other than Lamar Jackson and the quarterback that he had at Liberty, uh, Malik Willis. Well, no, was that Malik Willis that he coached at Liberty? Yes, no, not Liberty. I think so. Um, fucking. Anyways. Not his stereotypical quarterback that he likes to have. Um, I've seen some other targets that Arkansas has gone after. Um, there's rumors saying that, you know, we've reached out to Callum McCord. Don't know how I feel about it. I don't really know too much about him. Um, yeah, that but was, there's a quarterback. Uh, that's Ohio State's quarterback. Yeah, I know he was Ohio State's quarterback. I just don't know, like, how well he played. But um, there is a quarterback, Chandler Rogers, out of North Texas that we've reached out to. Um, we've reached out to the Kansas State quarterback. We've reached out to Will Rogers. Um, I think Will I've Rogers is more leaning toward Washington. Yeah, I think we would have a shot at Will Rogers if we had the money to throw at him, but that's not going to happen. Um, we're still NIL's not a team that's going to throw out. NIL not, has really changed college football. Yeah. I, oh, for sure. I, I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, hey, speaking of Kansas State, though, uh, not only did Will Howard enter the transfer protocol, but I also saw two other quarterbacks from Kansas State. What the hell's going on over there? We're going to have to watch that one. Yeah, Lord I mean, look mercy. at Vandy. Vandy lost all three of their quarterbacks that had playing time this year. Yeah, all three same thing with Kansas State. My I mean, well, obviously Will Howard was the guy, but, I mean, losing your other two guys right behind it, it's like, God dang. It's like transfer portal is it, it is also the game of college football. What surprised me as well, DJ, back in the transfer portal again. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. He'd leave in Oregon State. Well, at that J- one, uh, Jalen Catalan is too. Yeah, when it came to to Oregon, him leaving Oregon State, I think it's just because he just wants to dip out since the pack's dead. Uh, we did get the official confirmation the pack and Mountain West is going to be doing a scheduling uh, alignment. Yep. We you know we knew it was going to happen, but there was no official like statement. There yeah, was now. So they're going to do. Happening. They're going to do. They're going to play six Mountain West teams and then five non-conference. Yeah, exactly. 
So I'm curious to see where he's going to go in the, in the future of my beefs. You know, hopefully go well. I don't have a coach. Uh, I know. <laughs> No, we we uh we. Oh, I'm telling you, the beeves are going to be bad next year. But I Oregon State, say that. It's they, they, bad. They promoted. They promoted from within. Uh, Which so, they probably should. Yeah, have. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, they did. No, j- fuck Jonathan Smith, man. I already said. I already said my, my piece on that. I would have done but, the same thing. Uh, it's the way the way you handle it. Hey, it's know. like you said earlier. You'd rather someone tell you the truth. Yes. Than give you this yes. ball I mean, face bull crap lie. That's fair. You got me on that one. You got me on that one. Uh, no last thoughts on the college football playoff thing though, is like just looking forward to next year. Cause look is next year. What we would have is Oklahoma at 12, Ole Miss 11, Penn state 10, Missouri nine, uh, Oklahoma Oregon eight. would not be 12 because they would, they would put the highest ranked pow, uh, group of five, uh, team as the 12 seed. So Liberty, 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 who's 23rd in the rankings. I'm just going based off the rankings. That's, that's fine. Right that's mean. fine. Uh, but yeah, Missouri, Oregon, Oregon gets another shot. Ohio state gets another shot. Georgia, Florida state, Alabama, Texas, Washington. I'm looking forward to it next year, but I, I am going to be kind of nervous uh, if we're going to get some real bad blowouts. Now, I, now, one thing I think they need to do a better job of this year, next year is whenever the, right, so for example, the top four are going to mean something. Yeah. They're still going to mean something. Yeah. So what I think they need to do is they're like, look, these are the teams, no matter what happens above you, you can't drop and you can't be risen up and go ahead and seat them and get over with. Mm-hmm. If you have two losses, you're done. There you go. Mm-hmm. You're, you're seated like this. And then everybody else, you got to wait. And so I wish they would go ahead and do that too. Yeah. No, um, it's, it's going to be interesting next the year. Other, the other quarterback that Arkansas has reached out to, um, which again, this is a D D two. I don't even know what team, what what division they're in, but we we have reached out to transfer quarterback Matthew Sluka, which is a dual threat quarterback out of Holy Cross. Holy Cross That's is an FCS. FCS. Yeah, they're D, yeah they're an FCS division one. Yeah, they're uh the the FCS is a very good. I mean, uh, Holy Cross is a very good FCS program. They're part of the, I think the they Patriot League. Tucker Craft for a tight end. No. No, the other thing that I I definitely wanted to talk about and touch on is that we did get the Heisman finalists. The four finalists has been announced uh, that will be there for the show. Uh, We've got Jaden Daniels out of LSU. We have Michael Penix Jr. out of Washington, Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State, and Bo Nix out of Oregon. And I just wanted to touch on it because it's like we've seen this for the literally the past God, what three winners? Mm-hmm. It just feels like the Heisman is such an empty award now. In my it opinion. is because like out of these guys, look, regard take stats out of the equation. Just look at the best college football player out of that group. It's Marvin Harrison Jr. I understand he didn't lead the nation in like receiving yards or, or receptions or TDs. I don't. I think he's at the top of all of them, but he's not the leader. But he is the best college football player, and it's not close, in my opinion. But who's going to win this award? It's going to be Jane Daniels. And it's just like that just feels so wrong. Just, like, I understand the dude put up 50 TDs, and I know it sounds stupid to say that he's not the best college football player with 50 touchdowns under his belt, but where was he when it mattered? LSU is 9-3. and three. They are not relevant in the conversation. No one's talking about LSU besides the fact that they're not there. You know what I mean? Like, they were never even in yeah. the conversation these past and few I think, weeks. I think that should always be a big – a big. I mean, I think me personally, that was that's why 
D-Mac didn't win it, right? Because Arkansas was never, he was never able to be that player to push Arkansas over the edge to get us into that conversation with those elite programs. I think if you're a Heisman player, you've got to be able to do that. That's why in my my personal opinion, Heisman winner is Michael Penix Jr. I think it should be him or Marvin Harrison. And or Marvin, correct. Um, I don't think... Jaden Daniels like, should win it. I think at best he should be fair. So the Jaden Daniels being nominated, that I think is fair. That I think is fair. Yeah. But if he wins it, that feels hollow to me. Because honestly, a good comparison for Jaden Daniels and the amount of yards that he's put up, the amount of t- TDs he's put up, is one of my all-time favorites. Rest in peace, the GOAT of Hawaii, Colt Brennan. Heisman finalist, and he deserved it. He put up 50. He, he, he broke, I think he may, no, I think Joe Burrow broke the TD record. I think uh, Mac Jones did it first, and then Joe Burrow did yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, he had the record for for, for many Fight. years of yards and TDs. He was he was deserving of that that spot as a Heisman finalist. But there, were, there was no realm where he was going to win it. You know, I'm, I'm glad he was up on the show. He deserved it, just like Chase Daniel deserved it. Darren McFadden deserved it. Tim Tebow deserved it. They all that all four of those guys uh, deserved to be Tim there. Uh, they all deserved to be there. But you know, yeah, that's how I view Jaden Daniels right now. Is he's like he's like a Colt Brennan right now. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 his spot in this Heisman finalist set. So I mean, if if you go by statistics alone, I think Bo Nix should win it. If you go, yeah, I mean that's but, fair. And, that, and, it, and it is fair. Now I think one of the biggest things that helps. Um, if you look at total yardage, total yardage right now, Michael Penix Jr. has the most total yardage. Yeah. Here's here's the thing though, he's passed 31 more times than Bo Nix has, and Bo Nix only is short of 70 something yards as far as total yardage goes. Yeah. When you look at the total now, if you look at total QBR, I, I think like the total you know QBR rating, I, I, the, however they you know come up with this statistic or whatever it is. Um, I think Michael Penix is ahead, or sorry, not not Michael Penix, but uh, Jaden Daniels is ahead. Mm-hmm. But listen to this: seventy-seven percent pass completion. Jaden Daniels is seventy-two. Michael Penix is seventy uh, sixty-five. I'm sorry, sixty-five percent touchdowns to interceptions. 40, 40 touchdowns, three interceptions for Bo. Uh, four uh, forty touchdowns and four interceptions for Jaden Daniels. Five sacks the entire year for Bo Nix, twenty-two for Jaden Daniels, and if you look at the compare, if you do look at their comparisons, I think one of the things that that, that really jumps out, even even for Jaden Daniels, is he's passed the ball a hundred less times than Bo Nix has, and he's only short three hundred yards. So that right there, that that right there, kind of helps that total QBR package if you want to yeah. if you want to put it. So I, I I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that he doesn't deserve it, but I wouldn't vote for him. It's 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 like he's not really the one that's been talked about. The most one that's been talked about is Bo Nix. So he, so here's also something for food for thought for Jane Daniels, and I, I want to say this just to kind of clear one thing up. You know, from my personal stance, I'm not discrediting anything he's done in terms of statistics. You know what I mean? 40 TDs, four picks, 3,200 passing yards, uh, leading the nation in passer rating with a 208. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. And then on top of that, the man has over 1,100 rushing yards on top of that. All right? And plus, I think, double-digit rushing touchdowns. So I'm not discrediting what he's done, but where is his team? That's what I'm saying. 
Like you can be the best player in the country, but where's his team in the conversation? Right. And I know some people was like, "What about Caleb Williams?" I didn't think Caleb Williams should have won it, but he no. Did. And even he flat out said on the stage, "Man, it'd be great to be competing in the playoffs." You know, I'm up here getting this award, and that's great. But look at you guys. You guys are competing in the playoffs. You know, because all of his peers were playoff teams. Even he openly acknowledged. He's just like, "Where's my team?" You know, like why why am I, I up here when my team's not even like that? Yep. I, it's just. There, Heisman has been a, in a weird gray area for many years, in my opinion. Many years. It's and not I, just the and past I think, two. And I, I think that's why I don't put Bo Nix to win it because of his two losses to Washington, right? Yeah. In those primetime games. Um, because, you know, back in the glory days, they really, they really emphasized what are these players doing when the lights are on. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, Bonix performed well in those games, but didn't win the game. Yeah. So that's where I give the edge to Michael Penix. Um, and then Marvin Harrison, he he's just he's, dynamic. He was hurt. He was hurt four or five games, and still put up outrageous numbers, and still had his team one way one 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 win away from being in the playoff. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> That's why those two guys are are top two for me, um, and then I think Bo Nix under that and Jane Daniels under that. Um, yeah, Marvin. but in my opinion, Marvin, honestly, we can all agree is strictly just eye test. I mean, it is. I mean, in terms of yards, he's ninth in the nation. Okay, in terms of TDs, he's he's tied he's tied, for tied for second along with four other guys in receptions. Uh, let's see where the dude's at. I mean, it's it's lower because he's lower, only yeah, he's 36 in the nation. Like Marvin Harrison being in there is because he is just the best college football player mm-hmm. in the country in terms of just on field, you know, dynamics. And a guy, in my opinion, and we'll definitely be talking about this over the next few months. The Bears should draft number one overall. Yep, in my opinion, but we'll talk about that later in future episodes. Uh, like that, you know, him being there is just eye test. I mean, he's just the best college football player. You know what I mean? In terms of just how this, you know, the 2023 season went, I mean, I, you, Michael Penix Jr. has an unbelievably great argument. Yep. Because he put up great stats and his team's in a great position. Jaden Daniels put up phenomenal stats, but where's his team? Where is his team? Where, where's their, didn't even go, didn't even go to the conference championship. Like, if he went to the conference championship, I might be cutting him a little slack here. You know what I mean? You didn't even make it to the conference championship. I don't know, man. I don't know. Heisman feels empty as shit to me. <laughs> I, 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 Heisman just feels like a joke these days. It's the same days. way Tebow won it, though, man. It's the same way Tebow won it. Tebow was a situation, I'll stand by. He's in the same realm as, like, what Marvin Harrison is right now. He was just the best college football player. All right? I mean, he was an eye test. He was the best college football lucky player. He was what he was. He was the best college football player. <sighs> One of these days, we'll, in the offseason, we'll have to – well, I know you've been wanting to. We'll oh, to, we'll no, to, no, no. We'll I've got a out. compelling argument yeah, for Darren McFadden. I, Trust me on that. Trust me. I mean, McFadden should have won it over Troy Smith. I won't, he should have won it over both of them. Yeah, I, I won't deny the Troy Smith one, but – Anyway, I don't even know what else I had on my, my docket for, for college. I think that was it for college. It was Heisman and uh, college football playoffs. Let me look. Uh, I, think, I think that's what you said at the beginning. Yeah, I think that's, I think that was it. Yeah, and then hopping over the NFL. Uh, so, yeah, any other college thoughts, boys? If not, we can hop over the NFL. Hit a few things there that are pretty important. 
Let's go to the NFL. All right, bet. Let's do it. So this weekend, uh, we had both our, you know, what everyone would consider our number one teams in their respective conferences go down. Uh, San Francisco beat Philadelphia. And then, uh, you know, uh, Kansas City lost to Green Bay. It was Patrick Mahomes' first time up in Lambeau. And I think I actually called Green Bay to win that game. He did. So shout out to that. Um, but uh, no, I mean, the this this year feels so weird. And I know we've said that before the season started, <laughs> you especially. I mean, like, I don't feel like we have a true number one team across the NFL. But I'm you know what? I'm going to disagree. But, you, but, you know, I, I'll say this, though, before you, you explain your disagreement. I actually like it. I actually like the the the. I do too. I I love it. I love the fact that we don't have the like. Okay, yeah, they're gonna win the Super Bowl. I love this because anyone could win it. <laughs> Your Super Bowl champions, the Cleveland Browns, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Shout out to T Law, high, so, high um, ankle sprain. I I I think I think San Fran made it clear when they're healthy. There's no one that's going to beat them. Yeah, I mean, San Fran is and a damn so, good that's, team. And so I think that's where I think that's where they kind of draw the line. Yeah. And I think that's where they separate. Now, when now when they're banged up, forget it. They're just as terrible well, as any other team. But, um, but I will also, uh, like it's 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 more of a not a completely it's more of a agree to disagree type yeah, situation. Yeah. And it's so, one of those things we have teams that are clearly at the top. But what I'm saying is we don't have a team that's at the top that's 20 miles ahead. Right. That's what I mean. You know, while we can agree that, like, you know, 49ers would be at the top of the NFL, you know, top of the NFC, Miami would potentially be at the top of the AFC in terms of rankings they are, you know, there's no team that's like, okay, yeah, that team is, like, literally 20 miles ahead of everyone else, and we're chasing them. Like, everyone, all the best teams, in my opinion, are all either running side by side or right behind each other. Mm -hmm. Like that's And that's awesome. That's what we want out of the NFL. So, like, me saying that there's not a clear number one, that's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah. I love it. Yep, yep, yep. You, let's see. Right now, if you look at just the AFC standings, you have you have Pitt, Cleveland, Indianapolis, and Houston all at seven and five, and right below them, just right behind them, Denver, Cincinnati, and Buffalo are six and six. Yeah. I think eleven and up all still have a legitimate shot of making the playoffs. I think twelve and down are done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know New England's done. Uh, we know the Jets <laughs> are done. We know the Titans are done. The yeah. Raiders are done. The Chargers shouldn't be done, but they're done. Yeah, and so, but I, I so I think in the AFC you still have that mix right there because Miami is Miami and Baltimore are tied at nine, but I I don't think Miami's probably in more of a prime situation to just to just run away with it. Yeah, um, look at their schedule. And so, yeah, let me. I, I wanted to look at their schedule. If I'm not mistaken, Titans, I, Jets, Cowboys at Baltimore and Buffalo. So I only have one more away game for the rest of the year. And that's and that's at Baltimore, which could determine the number one overall seed. It could, because right def- now, right now, Baltimore could. is slated to be the two seed. Miami's slated to be the one seed at the moment. And so, yep, yep, yep. Let's see here. NFC Philly, of course, is still at 10. Then you have three nine-win teams, and then the rest of them have a chance to make the playoffs. It's absolutely ridiculous. The fact that the Bears are in the conversation <laughs> is so stupid to me. Four and eight. You still got a chance. You still got oh a chance. Oh, my God. So dumb, Carolina's dude. already eliminated, by the way. Yeah, I know. They're the only eliminated <laughs> team. Oh, that's fu- that's that's funny. And so, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, that, that's, and that, that is the only – the one thing that I have seen – across social media and everything like that is uh, a lot of them still believe that the Super Bowl champion is going to come out of the NFC. It's going to come out of those, that top four right there. I think, yeah. um, I, I, it just, to me, it's, they just look so much better, uh, than the AFC teams do this year. 
Yeah, the one AFC team that I'm I'm personally still high on, honestly, is Miami. Uh, they're the ones that I'm still personally the highest on. I think defense, they're playing really well. Jalen Ramsey coming back has been great for the secondary. Uh, Tua is still playing lights out. Tyreek is playing unbelievable. Uh, the run game has been playing really well. Uh, so Miami is still the one that I'm really high on. Ball, Baltimore of, is playing really well right now, too, even with Mark are, Andrews being an out. They are one of two teams who still have not lost at home. Jacksonville losing last night was it was that that one hurt that one hurt. I think uh, T, I think T Law getting yeah. hurt really yep. really hurt him. Hey Jake Browning man he played he play, excellent. Yeah he did he, he did. played excellent. Hey while we have Shane here uh, because I've been wanting to ask him about this Shane what have you thought about your Broncos this year man because they've been on a run dude like and I think they lost this past weekend just barely to a very hot Texans team but that five and zero stretch of beating the Packers the Chiefs the Bills the Vikings the Browns. I mean, dude, are, are the Broncos back? Are they are they going to figure things out, or you think they're just going to kind of mellow out? What, what are your thoughts? I know you've been real busy, and you probably haven't been able to check out a lot of games, but just from a, a rough eye test, what do you think about your Broncos right now? Um, Yeah, my football watching this year um, Very minimal. has been – I wouldn't even say that. This is probably the least amount of football I've watched pro and college um, since before I even knew before what football was. Um, so what I'm, what my extent of football watching is, is pretty much watching highlights on YouTube. Um, but I will say, I, I, I think it's more in credit to Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton, even though a lot of people may not like him, I think he is just in a situation where he's told Russ, like, look, I don't care what you do outside of work, but when you come in here. You're not going to have a fucking posse. You're not going to have all this special shit. <laughs> you're not a fucking diva. You are a starting NFL quarterback, and you're going to do things the right way. Yep. And if you're not, you can sit the fucking bench. And I, I, st- I still think 10 wins are on the horizon for them. You know, and I, and I said last week I would, I would hope they'd run out, that they would win out, but I, I still think with their schedule left, four of the last five games are very, very winnable. And I would say all five of them are very winnable because Detroit's been, you know, they've been kind of iffy here lately. Uh, but, you know, they should have at minimum a 10-win season. That's so wild. Which is wild. I, I mean, I had them at <laughs> nine and eight, I think, but yeah. uh, you know, at the beginnings. But I wouldn't have thought. I was just, I didn't think they were. Wow. The way they looked at the beginning of the season, losing 70 to 20 to Miami, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're starting to look relevant. And so, I mean, yeah, shout um, out to that. Yeah, their their remaining games, they played the Chargers twice, the Lions, Patriots, and Raiders. Yeah, they, so, they, they should win at least four of the next five games. They, they should win at least four of those. Yeah. Yeah. They they could win out if somehow they steal the game in the Lions, but the thing is, it's it's in Detroit. Um, but other than that, both Charger games, I think worst-case scenario, you go three and two. Best case scenario, you go four and one, because um, I think the Charger game coming up this Sunday in Los Angeles could be a, kind of a sneaky one. Um, Man, I hope. But anytime, but anytime Denver's at home, which which kind of hurts because three of the last five games are away. Uh, only games they play at home is December thirty first. They play at home against the Chargers. And then December 24th, Christmas Eve, they play the Patriots at home. Man, I really hope Denver gets the dub over uh, L.A. Uh, man, I'm, I'm... Spoiler alert for my dicks of the week. 
Brandon being not being fired is still on there for the most infuriating thing of the mm-hmm. week. Like, dude, what are we doing? Like, <sighs> Chargers is like a shit show, and I hate that because dude, that team's got so much damn talent, and they 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 just they're such a crapshoot. You know what I mean? It, it's 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 embarrassing. One thing that I think is is kind of entertaining though about seeing how bad they've been. It's just the amount of drops that Quentin Johnson has had this year, and everyone highlighting it that he was oh he was a, he was picked over Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison. Look at all these. I mean, he's got a lot of bad plays. And I'm over here like, dude, I was saying this in the off season. Like, look at his drops at TCU. Did no one else <laughs> see this? I was saying in the draft process, I thought he'd be a bust. Uh, I've been saying this in our mock drafts. I thought he would be a bust, and brah, he cannot hold on to a pass right now. No, in, in terms of the standings, though, yeah, man. I, I think. I, go ahead. I think. Um, yeah, I'm surprised Staley's not out of there. Yeah. Um, and what I've heard is Harbaugh is in talks with Carolina, Chicago, L.A. Oh, go and, to Chicago, Harbaugh. Go to um, Chicago. Please go to Chicago. That's that's the Who only else? place he would be. He would go to. I think. I think Chicago's. The I think so there. too. I mean, that's where you play. That's where you played in the NFL. Yeah, that's where he was drafted. So. Well, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think they definitely have an upside, but I think also they're just the most appealing, right? Um, they have. I honestly think Justin Fields is still y'all's franchise quarterback. I think he's still a great quarterback or has potential to be a great quarterback. I think right now he's a good quarterback. But you go in there and give Jim Harbaugh two first round picks, which potentially right now, as of they stand right now, two top five picks. I mean, come on now. I mean, even if they get Marvin Harrison one and a top defensive player number number four, but, I mean, as I said, I think it was last week or the week before last when I popped in chat, I think they should just go all out on offense, give give Justin Fields the weapons uh, around him. Um, so, you know, get Marvin Harrison one, Brock Bowers four, and let that team just fucking go off on offense as a you know per, as At a this Bears point, fan my personal desire is marvin harrison one and i personally want joe alt the offensive tackle from notre dame that's what i want i mean i like i would love brock cole's okay i've never been high on cole we did re-sign him that doesn't that doesn't mean we, won't, we wouldn't draft uh, brock uh but we got to keep building that o-line you know darnell wright has been incredible but like i mean you I, have the opportunity i, I, I to agree joe alt, pff, oh, but man, you i think it. I think here in the next three years, Brock Bowers is going to be the best tight end in the NFL. Um, and plus, with the type of offense Jim Harbaugh runs, I think that tight end spot is going to be really important. Um, and if I'm not from, if I'm not mistaken, Alex, they still have a shit ton of money in yep, cap, right? They do. So why don't you go spend that money on, on persuade some offensive linemen and free agency? Spend this graph capital in getting spots that, you know. I think it, you know tight end tight end depth and free agency isn't really that deep. Yeah. So that's I, why they, that's why they need to go and trade Green Bay for Tucker Craft. <laughs> Problem solved, people. <laughs> I, I will say, in terms of the free agency stuff, I think one I think one of the top targets we'll hit this offseason is Connor Williams, center. I think from Miami. <clears throat> uh, I think he's the one that we'll try to. Sw- I think he's from Miami. Uh, we'll try to sway. I don't remember what the tackle uh, free agency list looked like. I've I've been looking at stuff, but no, we still have a lot of money. Uh, but no, Jim Harbaugh potentially to the Bears is still something I want. I was I saw reports all day today 
that the Bears are are planning to interview Eric Bieniemy if Matt Eberflus gets fired, which let's be honest, it's not if it's when. Uh, if he gets retained, oh my God, I'm going. You guys are going to see a different side of me come out <laughs> on that episode of ATFS. Are we going to have a blow up dude, version of Alex? Dude, uh, at that point, I might actually be done. Like I can't, I can't deal with this, man. Like his regime's been a disaster. But that's enough Bears talk. Uh, and a coach that I'm looking forward to get hired on to the Chargers is Ben Johnson because I think the Chargers oh yeah. Are second. Eh? Ben Johnson think, is gonna be a hot commodity, man. I think the I think the it's either gonna be B enemy or Ben Johnson, um, and because I think the Chargers are the second most appealing team, um, yeah. out there, um, so far out of the firings, because that team is one or two players away from, I mean, me honestly, they already have the roster to do it, <laughs> to to compete, but I mean. I mean, they're right there, dude. All they need is proper coaching, and they're they're in contention. Yeah, all the all they need is coaching, and then somehow to you know get Eckler retained, you know, because he's been wanting out. They do that, and they'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like, I you know they've got a, they've got a franchise quarterback. They've got a great defense. Joey Bosa is out on for if I think for the rest of the year, unfortunately. But Khalil Mack is balling, man. He's he is playing great football right now. You know, Derwin yeah, James is great. Leads the league in tackles, right? Uh, yeah, I think tackles are sacks, one of the two. Uh, I mean, he's balling, dude. I mean, Chargers is a great spot. Ben Johnson would be a very hot name for that. I've seen Ben Johnson linked to Carolina, too, and I'm like, I don't know why anyone would want to go to Carolina. But David see, Tepper I, I, has got I've his I've seen that, too, but the too thing is that that's kind of tore me away from that. Um, reports came in that Ben Johnson turned down the Carolina job last year yeah. when they had the number one pick. So why would they... Why would he take the job now that they've got a quarterback that's not Ben Johnson's quarterback and they don't have any first-round picks for the next two years? Yeah, and and they're probably going to be just as bad next year as what they are this year. Oh, yeah. I fully expect Carolina to once again – and I hope so, too, because I think the Bears have their first-round pick next year, too. So let's (laughs) go, baby. No, I think think Carolina's going to be like a a two-, three-win team for at least two or three years, at least. Like and it's it's a fault of how bad that trade was for them, uh, Bryce Young not being developed at all, and David Tepper getting his muddy little fingers involved with every little thing. Dude, yeah. Frank Reich, man, he looked like he aged ten years in this in eleven months. <laughs> like yep. I'm not I'm not kidding. I mean, you know, just how much David. It's, it's great to see a, a owner want to be involved with the program, but to the extent that David's doing it, oh, buddy, he's impatient clearly, and he's got a very hot head, and he's causing problems for the head head coach whenever he's dropping like f bombs and press people conferences. People think Jerry Jones is bad. Come on, people. Right. Damn, man. Uh, the last thing for the NFL that I wanted to personally throw out there because it scares me, uh, boys. Are we about to see a second coming of Aaron Rodgers up in Green Bay with Jordan Love? Because, man. Possibly. I man, mean. <laughs> their, their stats and their record scares the shit out of me with how similar they are from Aaron Rodgers' first year and Jordan Love's first year. Possibly. Can I go ahead and shout this out right yeah, now? Yeah, absolutely. Green Bay's going to win the division next year. Don't do that. Don't do that. Tucker Craft MVP. Don't do that. Don't do that. Tucker Craft I, MVP. I've, I've already. No, had I mean, to deal I, with let's this. let's just all, all kidding, all kidding aside. I think Detroit's going to be good for the next at least the next year or two. Yeah. Um. So that that was literally all kidding aside, y'all. All kidding aside. Um. But that could be a very very tough division though for mm-hmm. next. You know, for the next for the next few years, especially especially with his development. Um. I, I just thought he was a bust, and and, and that's the thing though. It's like. 
sometimes he plays like a bust, and then he plays like he's been this all-time great NFL quarterback. I mean, it's just like, ah, oh. I think it's going to make surprise. Like, like I think players like Jordan Love is going to inspire some teams to just take a risk on a quarterback they don't even need. <laughs> They're just mm. going to run away with it. But yeah, I mean, shout out to him. I mean, he's 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 playing great football. Yeah. I mean, he's been lights out the past few weeks in my ever since really since Thanksgiving. Even, even when they lost. Yeah. Even when they lost, he looked good. Yeah. Yeah, man, it scares me. <laughs> yeah, just um just look out for a Green Bay to draft a quarterback this year. <laughs> <laughs> they would. They would, let me tell you. No, and this month's gonna be real interesting for Green Bay. Uh, because Matt LaFleur is apparently I think I think I saw like twelve and 0 or sixteen and 0 or something in December. May never, 16 and 0 in never lost in December. Never that's, lost in December. Yeah. Matt LaFleur, man. That's that that's an interesting statistic. Let's see. Green Bay is six and six right now. They could still make the playoffs. Yep, they're still alive, man. They are still alive in the hunt they, for the wild wild card uh, spot. Ah, the wild card spot. Yeah, they're not gonna win the division. No, I, I think I think not. I think Detroit's a little bit too far ahead. I, I think they are. They're too far ahead. I mean, they can sneak in there at, uh, and get the. Uh, I mean, the dude, Detroit would have to have an absolute debacle. They would. They would have to completely fall off the face of the earth. Um, you know, really, what what needs to happen is the Vikings kind of fall off the face of the earth, which it's looking like that's happening, <laughs> uh, and the Rams kind of and the Seahawks continue kind of fizzle out too. They do that. Packers are going to get in one way or another. Uh, that six and seven spot for the uh, NFC is going to be that's going to be a very interesting this year, mm-hmm. uh, to say the least. You know, lots of very mid teams there. You know, uh, it's going to be real interesting to see who kind of makes it into the playoffs over these next few weeks. So, uh, I don't think I personally had anything else for the slate. Uh, all we had left was Dicks of the Week. Um, Let's get it. Yeah, you boys had anything else? Don't think so? No? All right, good deal. All right, boys, let's get to the Dicks of the Week, uh, which if you're new to the show, our Dicks of the Week is our most disappointing, infuriating, confusing hype and shocking moment of the week that was football. Uh, for me, disappointing, uh, T-Law, baby. Uh, T-Law going down. Uh, that looked so much mm. worse than a high ankle sprain. I'm glad it's just a high ankle sprain. Uh, but then, um, and then most infuriating, uh, Staley still being employed. Confusing and shocking is the same thing. It, it, so I said in our Discord chat, it wouldn't shock me if Florida State got out. But at the same time, it does to a point. So I did confusing and shocking for, you know, for Florida State mm-hmm. for both. I get it, like I said earlier. Based on the criteria, they got the right four. They do. They, I understand, but at the same time, it's just I'm still wrapping my head around Power Five conference winner undefeated doesn't get in. I get it. I understand. No star core. Either way, that's my sh- confusing and shocking. Uh, my hype moment uh, is uh, number one Minshew Mania, baby, running wild in overtime. Let's get it. Let's go. Uh, and then also, Georgia not getting in. Because let me tell you, I mean, I'm glad he pops in and says hi, but man, Chad knows how to talk at the right time. And it's just like, come on, man, stay humble. Stay humble. So uh, this is good for Georgia fans. Stay humble, baby. But, you know, honestly, in terms of Georgia, another hype moment of the week, because I've rewatched this video so many times. Pat McAfee on College Game Day is electric. I don't care what anyone <laughs> call says. Him the dogs. <laughs> Dude, I don't care what anyone says. Electric human being. I pick Alabama. <laughs> I've watched that video so many times. The electricity behind it. Because my favorite oh. part is when he's done and you see him look over at like you know Herbie and you see him look over at Lee. He's got the, like like the watch this look. Give me Alabama. <laughs> man, I'm just like it is electric, man. I love it so much. But those are mine for the week. What about you, boys? 
So, uh, yeah, di- disappointing. You and I had the same disappointing uh, as, as definitely T-Law. And I'm, all, I, I'm disappointed for Florida State fans. I'm, I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. I'm, very dis- I'm disappointed Look, for Florida State hate Florida, Florida State, State Miami fan all day and every day. But I've said this ever since I started this show. I'm a football fan first before anything right. else. I hate to see injuries, and I hate to see bullshit happen. And this was bullshit that happened. And injuries for Jordan Chavez. Yeah, so I, I feel you. Yeah, de- de- definitely. Just de- 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 I've got two for infuriating. Number one, Fansville is one of my favorite commercials that they have on ESPN. They make me laugh. Why did you have to create one with Caleb Williams? <laughs> Why? You're running it. <laughs> Not a Caleb. Oh, uh, I think like, also in that commercial, Caleb Williams, aka Leak, said he's uh, going to be in the cover of the college football game. Yeah, I Just think saying. you could. <laughs> Why would you ruin such a great comeback? Golly, give us multiple covers at least. Oh, I love goodness. the multiple covers years. That was only like a that two, three-year yeah. stretch, but that was awesome. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, and then, of course, I mentioned the other infuriating earlier, Ron DeSantis. Stay in politics. Stay away from college football. You have no idea what you're talking about in either subject. That's totally fair. So I'm That's just totally you know, fair. I'm just letting you know you have no idea what you're talking about. Confusing is the Kansas City Chiefs. They've got to figure it out, man. Yeah, they They've do. got to figure it out. The Kansas City Chiefs, top to bottom, are still the best team. They're, they're at least supposed to be the best team, but yep. they're not playing like the best team. Listen, man. Travis Kelsey, man, Taylor Swift, man, she was your good luck charm, man. You're gonna have to stop. You know, you got to figure football out right now. Wait till after the <laughs> off season. Wait for off season, man. Oh goodness, I think the fame's starting to get to him a little bit, man. I, 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 I really do. Hyped up. Harding University in the semifinals, the Division Two playoffs. Hey. I'm so hyped up about this. Uh, I think that's the furthest anyone from that conference has gotten to a championship to a championship round. Uh, this week, I'm trying to see uh, they are playing. Oh goodness gracious, where did it go? Right here it is. They are playing a team called Lenore Ryan. I have no idea where they're at, and that's okay. The winner of that game will play the Colorado School of the Mines versus Cutstown, which is probably going to be Colorado School of the Mines. The only reason I know anything about Colorado School of the Mines is because my alma mater got their butts kicked by them two weeks ago in basketball. So that's the only reason I know anything about them. Not going to lie to you. Colorado School of the Mines, God, I'm guessing you're the Miners. I don't know. So <laughs> I, I, since it's Boxout's alma mater there and their uh, whole uh, their mascots, the Miners, I'm rooting for Colorado School of the Mines. Uh, shocking. Nothing shocked me last week. No, I'll just be honest. Nothing really shocked me last week. Okay. All right. Shane, what about you? Do you got a you got you got uh you got some for the week? No, nope. I do have a shocking. Hang on, do have a shocking. People stop it with this stop it with Brock Purdy being the NFL MVP. Stop it. Just stop right now. Pump the brakes. You know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Go ahead, Shane. Um, I really don't. Um I like I said, I don't get to watch a lot of football. Um, I will say that a sad thing I saw from last week, um, Alvin Kamara breaking a... I was going to shout that out. That looked so brutal. Um, so talking about injuries, that's probably the worst injury I've seen in a long time. Yeah, so, I was going to shout that out, too. Uh, that was brutal. Teasing piece of that guy. One, one other thing I want to shout, shout out for a hype as well. It's something I, that just popped up in my mind. Jason Witten. Winning a high school football state championship in the oh, state yeah. of Texas. Go, yeah. Jason Witten. Yeah. Liberty, I think, is where he's at. 
Something like that. Yeah, I saw where he was undefeated, I think. And I want to say this is his first or second season as a head coach. I mean, yeah. goodness, shout out to that. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to Jay Whip, baby. One of the best tight ends ever. That's, that's right. That's, that's what's right. up. Tucker Craft will beat you one day. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I like some Tucker Craft too, but I mean that's some tall shoes to fill right there, it my friend. Really, it really is. Jason Witten is a is a I'm beast. Just talking trash. Yeah, I know. I'm talking about your boy like I do like I do Minshew Mania. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh are we ready for picks or is there anything else that we want to shout out? Let's go to picks. I will say the college football uh, bowl mania for ATFS. I do have that down in the description below, so you can join in and uh, compete with us. Uh, it will be starting next week. So next week we'll be doing our first round of picks for that one. Uh, all right, so let me go over here. Hit lot. Cool. Uh, so for the run your pool, I was ranting to Ricky about this before we started. Last week they added FCS playoffs round two. They did not have FCS playoffs round one, and now they don't have FCS playoffs round three. So Army and Navy is the only thing we have on the run your pool. Give me Army. I'm also going to take Army. I think Army's a better team this year. Um, it is a rivalry game, though, so you, you never know. But, uh, yeah, I'll take Army. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll take Army as well. All right, and let me pull back up the playoffs because I accidentally closed it. So the FCS playoffs, the quarterfinals, we have Furman at Montana. Give me the Grizz. Give me Montana. I'm also going to take Montana. I think Furman's run comes to an end. Shane? I'm sorry. I'm For some reason, it signed me out. It's not letting me re-sign in. For um, what, run your pull? Yeah. Okay. Um, this one's not on what, run your what, pull, though. What was it? Uh, Furman and Montana. Uh, give me Montana. Villanova and South Dakota State. South Dakota State, easy. Yeah, Villanova is more of a basketball program. Hey, they're uh, still good. Hey, they're still good. Hey, yeah. shout out to Villanova for even making the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but yes, give me. Um, I will also take the Jackrabbits. Uh, yeah, same. South Dakota, North Dakota State, and South Dakota. Give me South Dakota. This is a rematch game. Yeah, it uh, is. South Dakota did win this the first time. Rematches typically don't go very well. Give me North Dakota State. Uh, North Dakota. Uh, UA Albany. Uh, U Albany. Uh, and at Idaho in the Kibbe Dome. Give me the Vandals, baby. I've been riding high on them all year. But uh, Albany's QB is pretty solid, too. Idaho's got a damn good running back, though, and a damn good receiver, though. Yes, they do, but in the spirit of beating Hawaii. I'm just kidding. That didn't be Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> Relax. Uh, no, uh, I, I think Idaho is, is the better team coming coming into this. Um, defensively, uh, I think Idaho's a little bit better defensively as well. And it's a home game. Uh, yeah, give me give me Idaho. Kibbe Dome's going to be rocking with that 16,000 capacity. Yeah, give me the Vandals. Here we go, boys. That's what I'm talking about. Go Vandals, baby. All right, let's go over to NFL on Run Your Pool here. Uh, so first up, Thursday Night Football, an absolute snooze fest of New England and Pittsburgh. Jesus Christ. Did you guys see the Bill Belichick thing? Mm-hmm. Where uh, that when, when they were so. advertising uh, this Thursday Night game last week, they didn't even know what a Patriot player to put on there, so they put Bill Belichick and TJ Watt. <laughs> like, that's how bad the Patriots are right now, that they're so hurt and they're so bad they didn't know who what player to put. So they just put Bill freaking Belichick. <laughs> I don't know, man. Give me uh give me Pittsburgh. Yeah, I am also gonna take Pittsburgh, even though they're kinda they're they're kinda having issues, but they need to get back on track. 
uh, New England's done. Yeah, same. Give me Steelers. Uh, Carolina, New Orleans, easy. Give me the Saints. Yep, Saints as well. Uh, Don't do it. I would love to go troll right here because Derek Carr, by what I've seen, has been playing really, really inconsistent this year. Um, I even saw at one point they were they pulled him and had Jameis in there last week. Um, but give me to the Saints. Rams and Baltimore. Give me the Ravens. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Ra- take the Ravens. Didn't in the Ra- was, was it the Rams that won like six nothing last week? No, that was uh, that was the Chargers. Chargers some, won reason. six nothing. That's to the right. Patriots. The, Ram- the Rams lost. Like that's yeah. right. okay. Chargers won, but I still think Staley should have been fired because that was pathetic performance. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you win by forty, you're fired. I mean, yeah, hey, it, they, it. they beat Jimbo Fisher. Uh, they, they fired <laughs> Jimbo Fisher after a win. True. Yeah, make it a three-peat going Ravens. Indy and Cincinnati. Shout out to an Apple Cup rematch here. I have Jake Brown and Gardner Minshew. Give me Minshew Mania, baby, all day. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati, they kind of they kind of have this pattern where they play really good and play really terrible. Um, I, I think the pattern could possibly continue. Uh, give me Indy. Uh, give me the Bengals. Uh, Jacksonville and Cleveland, uh, T-Law's status is up in the air. He's going to apparently be working around the clock to play. I don't think he should. Just take a week off. I know it's crunch time, but, like, hey, let's not aggravate a high ankle sprain anymore. Uh, man, Joe Flacco balled this weekend. I kind of want to pick the Browns. Give me the Brownies. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you as well. Now, the, the, the one thing, though, that I think that you could, especially if, if Jacksonville st- still does make the playoffs – one of the things that is good, though, Jacksonville has not lost a road game this year. Yeah. But I think they lose this weekend. I think Cleveland ends it. Um, from a person that's spent his entire football career um, and even outside of his football career dealing with high ankle sprains, um, even though he may be good after a week, um, even after that week, that, that ankle and foot's going to be really tender. Um I don't think he'll play this week, so give me the Browns. Detroit at Chicago. Um, you know what? Give me Chicago. <laughs> give me Chicago. <laughs> I'll take it, Detroit. Give me Chicago. <laughs> there you go, Shana. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Tampa Bay in Atlanta. Uh, give me... Feel free to shout you guys' pick out. Um, mm, mm, uh, God, I don't know. That's a battle of the mids right there, boys. Give me Tampa Bay. I'm going to take Atlanta. Atlanta has a winning record at home, and they're undefeated in the division so far, believe it or not. Okay. Okay. Um, Give me first ballot Hall of Famer 10 10- his first 10 years in the league, all 1,000-yard yeah. receiving y- uh, seasons. Give me the, uh, the Buccaneers. With Mike Evans, dude. What a beast. Mm-hmm. He, that, I think he's he's right, he's right behind Jerry, right? Because Jerry got to 14. 14, And Mike's yeah. at 10. Unbelievable. He, he, is, the only, he is the only player um, to have every season – his first 10 years in the league to be all 1,000 yard uh, years. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Dude's a beast, man. I love Mike Evans. 
Houston and the Jets, give me uh, give me the hot hand, baby. Give me C.J. Stroud and the Jets. What a beast. I mean, I mean the Texans. <laughs> give me C.J. Stroud and the Texans. <laughs> I, I'm, also, bad, um, bad, I'm also taking the Texans. I'm also taking the Texans because for two reasons. One, I think it's just where to win this game and win next week. Then you would start kind of really seeing that ramp up of Aaron Rodgers coming back and playing. Me personally, I don't think you should. Um, just take the fucking time off. It's not like you're really playing for anything right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so give me the Texans. Uh, next up, Seattle and San Fran. Give me San Fran here. I'll also take San Fran. Give me the Seacocks. There you go. I <laughs> wanted to pick Seattle for you. I, re- I really did. They just don't have a very good road record. Uh, Minnesota and Vegas. Give me Vegas, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know who I should pick. I really scenario. don't, man. <laughs> you just never know when it comes to the Vegas Raiders. They are 4-2 at home, though. Uh, but Minnesota's 4-2 on the road. <sighs> give me Vegas. Listen, dude, give me the astronaut, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The astronaut. I love it. All right, Buffalo at KC. What a weird matchup this one feels like uh, with how these teams are playing. Give me KC at home. I, the Buff- I think the decline for Buffalo is going to continue. Yep. They've only won one game on the road. But can't- Kansas City struggled, but... I, I don't think I don't think they're gonna lose back to back. Yeah, I agree. Give me the Chiefs. Denver and the Chargers. Give me Denver. I will also take Denver. That's right. <laughs> Philadelphia and Dallas. Shoot. Give me Philadelphia. Golly. Are you serious <laughs> a Sunday night football game? <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Um, So, um, you know, Dallas has not lost at home yet. Their defense played terrible against Seattle, but they came when it they came when it mattered. Actually, you know what? Give me Dallas. I'm going to um, ride with the Cowboys this week. Yeah, I, I'm good. I'm going to ride with my Cowboys in the spirit that they're going to tease us, that they're going to get the number one overall seed, and then completely screw us the next yep. couple of weeks. Give me Dallas. Give me Philadelphia and the over on two interceptions for Dak Prescott. Ooh. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, the random Monday night football doubleheader we have. What the hell? I don't know, man. This is usually only the, like, the first week of the year. What the hell is this? this I don't is know. absolutely horrible. We have Green Bay. You can't even make it a good doubleheader. You, uh, you got Green Bay and the Giants and Tennessee and Miami. Give me Green Bay and Miami. Done. <laughs> What a what a what a mess! Why do we got this double header when it's ass? This needs to be Thursday night football, not not Monday night football. Hey, come, come on, on give Al Michaels a break, man. Let him call a good game. Yeah, exactly. Goodness gracious, y'all could have put Buffalo and Kansas City yeah, on Monday listen, night, and I'd have been just fine with that. Listen, then, don't don't drag Thursday night football into that, man. Let Al the Michaels New York have Giants. One good Thursday come on, game. people. Yeah, Green Bay, Miami. Hey, look, man, I'm going with the Italiano. Tommy DeVito, <laughs> give me the fucking Giants, and the Miami Dolphins. Danny DeVito. Hey, he is balling. Hey, he is <laughs> balling. He is balling. I saw some statistic where he's thrown like more like 300-yard games or whatever than Kenny Pickett or whatever, and Kenny Pickett started a lot more games. But Look, dude, <laughs> when, when 
a quarterback runs out onto the field and you get every fucking person in that stadium to become Italian for like 30 seconds, I root for you. <laughs> the Italian Stallion, Rocky Balboa. Man, I love some Rocky. Tyler popped in chat. He said, Cashew Taco Pizza. I have no idea what context I'm missing here. I'm confused as heck. Tyler, you're killing me. He also says you two are rivals now because of his new employment. So shout out to that. Hey, let me tell you something about your employment. I hope they cut your check in half. Whoa. I'm kidding, man. I still love you. Whoa, he needs that money. <laughs> I know that. I was just kidding. All right. Well, I'm going to hit the music and we're going to get out of here because I'm starving. Hey, you're, I have not hey, you're, hey, and just remember, you're rivals with your brother, too. Your brother works for the best company in the world, Pepsi-Cola. Yeah, there you go. All right, boys. Hey, last thought. Shout out to Shane for popping in, having a chat with him in a bit. Glad he was making the show. Shane, how about you? Last thoughts, my friend. Um, Hopefully, my... Well, I'll just say, hopefully, I'm able to watch more football coming up. I know it's ending. Um, Crunch time, Ricky baby. also had... At some point, I do want to get with you, Ricky, about talking about something. So whenever you're free, just hit me up on Facebook or something. And um, I'm glad I can do the show today. This is something I've always loved doing and, you know, trying Absolutely. to get back to doing things that I like, I like to do. Ricky, last thoughts. Have a good night, everybody. A good week with football. Army, Navy, baby. My stepfather loves this game. I don't know why, but hey, he it's usually it's usually an entertaining usually, game in some is. capacity. It usually is. But hey, uh, good good weekend of football ahead. Hopefully, in the NFL world, of course, and FCS playoffs. Great time there. Uh, make sure to check out some rogue energy with our furling down below. Promo code Sparky Theory to get ten percent off. Uh, join the Discord to come chat with us. We'd appreciate that as well as we'd appreciate you going over to SparkyTheory.com. You can sign up for free or sign up five bucks a month. And go over to Agent Inc. and pick up a jersey because we have a trash can on it and it's really cool. All right, until next time, guys. Bye.